Thank you for listening to the program. I'm trying to think about how to talk about the word look and the reason is because in Luke, I was reading earlier today, the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And that was after he had denied him three times and the Lord had told him that's what would happen just hours before that. This night won't pass until this, uh, until you do that. And Peter said, never. It's not going to happen. I'll die with you uh, before I'll deny you. And you have to believe he surely meant that at the time. But then when it did come time that they were going to take the Lord, Peter was the one drew his sword. And so he meant what he said. And the Lord told him, put it up. And that's not, there again, he looked at Peter and called him Satan because Peter had a different idea telling the Lord, you really don't know and I do what to do here. And that's kind of hard to realize, but they were not born again. The heroes of faith, as it were in Hebrews chapter 11, they still by faith did those things by the faith, uh, uh, by the power and their faith in the power of the Spirit of God, they did those things. And Peter was still, even though he had given them, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to understand. But maybe on the other hand, not so much. Uh, when you really take a study of what it means to confess him or not deny him, even within your own heart, uh, apart from public uh, things, it, it's in your heart. He knows the intents and purposes of your heart, and he's able to to divide the spirit from the soul, which is your words and deeds from what you thought and felt at the time spiritually, who you are as spirit. Your soul is just your, your actions and words and thoughts even in a way, but here, he looked at Peter, and I began to look at that word there, and there's uh, like sight and hearing, touch, taste, and smell. You can say whatever word you want, but out of 20 different languages, or you they say, well, I don't know what you're talking about, hearing or sight or most of all the ways you wouldn't know, but your own language, you know, so you just get to the concept of, regardless of what the word is, what sight means. And you look, and uh, I was watching, a, a, listening to a person speak about sight and the observer and the eye. Of course, the eye in and of itself doesn't see. It's uh, like the microscope or whatever um, the you it doesn't see, but it allows you to see, and your eye allows you to see. So what is actually doing the seeing? Well, it's the spirit, ultimately, uh, in my mind. And still, though, you go back to the Garden of Eden and just the word look. 
and there's a difference two words in English anyway, look and see. And that's a saying that just like the eyes of the window to the soul, the you look but you don't see. So we say, oh, I see what you mean. And you look at something and you see then what the truth of it is, you know, obviously. But he turned and looked upon Peter after Peter had denied him three times. And that in and of itself would be hard to take him looking at you. But it says Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the cock crowed twice, you'll deny me three times. And remember the Lord said several times to them, I'm telling you this before it comes to pass, uh, whatever it might have been, so that when it does, you'll believe me. And mainly he referred to him living in them, the promise of the Spirit, because they were so easy to, it seemed like, put that on the back burner and we need to rule the world primarily, and you forgive our sins, and just keep us living forever. And they knew that he had the power, obviously. He had given them the power to raise the dead, and this is way on down to where I'm not condemning Peter at all, but immediately then, while he yet spake, the... Lord, and then the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. That word there is in, in sight, I was trying to say, all the senses of whatever language. There's different ways of looking, seeing. And you say, well, don't, don't look at me that way. Do you see how they looked at me? Oh, I, I'm looking at you. And, well, you better look out. Well, don't give me that look. You know, who do you think you're looking at? And and so all those meanings, and no matter what language, you look up or you look down or you look, you watch out for, you wait for, you be aware of something. You and and my one of my favorite words, and I don't want to be tedious with the words in the Greek language, the English same idea. It's the concept to gaze with wide open eyes to where. You either can or can't believe it or whatever it might be, something, as it were, that you haven't seen before. And um, the word here, though, that he uses to look upon Peter is a, more of a common word to look. But upon is the, they use two words here. And it is a word-for-word -word translation. But in English, you you have to use two because the... Greek word is two words put together, but it is one word. But here, he looked into Peter. I, I kind of translate a little different. Maybe you could, but to implode, implode or implode, Im, to, to look upon. And, oh, it's like the maid here where it says uh, one maid saw him. Uh, you're, you're one of those men, aren't you? And he denied it. And said in another place he went out. I'm reading in Luke, but 22. But it's another gospel that's in every gospel, some account here. And another, he went out on the porch, and the the, the crowing, the rooster crowed at, at out there. And then another maid 
uh, earnestly looked upon him here, it said, looked upon, same word. This man was also with him. And he denied again, saying, woman, I don't know him. And after another little while, about this, uh, uh, another one saw him and said, you are, man, I, I am not. And um, there were two maids at least, and in the space of an hour, another confidently affirmed and said of a truth, you were with him. I think it would have been one of the soldiers that he was sitting around the fire with there somehow or another, and he is a Galilean. And Peter said again, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And as he was speaking, the cock crew and the Lord turned right at that moment and looked upon him. And I, the way the two words are to me, looked upon him, yeah, like the maid did, earnestly looked at him like somebody trying to see if they know you. I've not really ever had that exactly happen. I've seen it, you know, kind of played out on movies or something to where somebody looking at somebody so intensely like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I just thought I knew you. I just knew I did, but no, I don't, you know, all that. But they earnestly looked at him right into his face. And so in a look, you know how people can look. They can look at you. That's not what, they, it would just be a, a simple word of sight here if he's, it says the Lord turned and looked at Peter. That'd be, you get the idea there still. But he turned and looked upon him, into him, through him. And that you know what, it, what I mean. I don't know what the word would be, but when a person looks at you directly in the eye, I don't mean kind of directly. I mean directly where you're looking at them and you're, that's the window to the soul, which is part of the spirit. You have a spirit at least for a second before it has a soul, which is its existence and its activity. But it says the spirit comes from God and returns to God with the soul, the memory or the experience of what it did or said or however you look at it. But, that he looked, he turned and what, one second? How long do you have to look? It means he, he looked through in him. He looked like that saying, he looked right into my soul. That, that's what he did. And then the, Peter remembered how he had said this would happen. And he, that how many times had they heard him say, from a man carrying water or whatever to this here, this is what's going to happen. And I think it happened quite a lot. And uh, still, though, Peter went out and wept bitterly. I mean, bitter herbs, like the word means acrid or uh, piercing, pungent. Uh, and I think the base of the word comes from kind of like a pick or a uh, uh Examine your, you know, a knife point in the way of pain, but in the way of taste. He wept because what was he, what did he just, he just denied and cursed even that he didn't know him. I don't know him. And, and had sworn to the Lord himself, told him again, no, I'm going to correct you on that. I won't deny you. I'll die first. And then 
Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire, uh, he sat down with, with them there and uh, sat among them. But then they began to look at him and say, I think I've seen you before, you know. So anyway, I'm trying to say about looking. Uh, Adam and Eve, they, Adam, uh, God, Adam looked at God. Adam could look at himself, I guess, within. And then Eve, he made it. Then Adam and Eve had each other to look at. And so today, there are a lot of people, but as it were, you have one person you're married to or partners or friends or something to where two people, they have each other to look at, they have God to look at, and they have themselves to look at. That's what we do. One of the, we're busy, uh, hopefully, looking at God, but I don't know. It's probably more on my account anyway, no matter it, the struggle is to do that, but the eye is going to be on self uh, if you're not careful anyway. But the the idea here of the Lord looked at him, how? A sad look or angry? He looked upon, at one point in the crowd, there were men there, Pharisees, trying to set him up, put a withered man's uh, hand was withered, put him on the front row and trying to get him to heal on the Sabbath day so they'd have reason to accuse him. And so he looked upon them with anger, See, he looked there again. He looked upon Peter with anger. Well, it doesn't say that. I think it broke Peter's heart. Obviously, it did. He went out and bawled his eyes out, is what that would mean, to where there were no more tears. And I've only reached that place a couple of times. But he, you can imagine uh, the passion he had that he meant and then to have this happen to him. And we all can identify, I can, what I've told the Lord, and I kind of a hard lesson to me to learn to not swear to him I'm going to do anything or not do anything. And uh, anyway, that's the idea is, I think, how God looks at Adam and Eve, how he looks at us. That's what's important. And you say, well, does he really look at us? Well, there's two things he said to the philosophers in Athens, Greece, in him you live and move and have your being, your existence, in him. And the Lord said, the Father and I, he said, the Father knows these birds here in this tree. Not even one fall to the ground. He doesn't know. And he knows how many hairs are on your head. So he, you mean more to him than the birds. So that you, that's what he was saying about he sees you. He knows you. And so he's watching us. He, how can he not be aware of what we're thinking, much less, much more doing or saying? And Paul said one more place, he said, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Um, well, he's talking about spiritual and natural there is a spiritual body. There is spiritual eyes. What do you see with, back to that point, your eye? Well, you see with your eye. Your eye in and of itself can't see. No more than a camera can. See its own picture that it takes? Uh, no, there has to be an observer. 
And I, a side remark is, I was watching it in the video, and the closest they get to it, of of that's why they believe in a designer, creator, or intelligence behind it all, or something. He said, talking about the observer. Without the observer, what do you have? I mean, really. And he said, it's as if he said the whole universe is being observed by someone. And I wanted to say yes. Uh, you, you, you're right, you know, and so he looks at us and, and in a spiritual way in our heart to, to the intent and purposes that are not hidden from him. And like he said in Revelation, as far as looking and watching, he said, I, I watch you. I know your works, every letter, every one of them. I know your works. John said, I saw him walking among the churches, watching, looking. And he said, I know each and every one of you. And I'm saying to you all the things he said, he that has an ear, let him hear. And as far as the senses, I think most people would think sight would be more powerful, maybe not power, I don't know. But sight, hearing, touch, taste, smell, to see. And that's what's used. Uh, in language anyway is I see what you're doing I look I know and that's symbolically understanding uh, but he watches what we do and then so the final thing to say here is that I wanted to say wherefore Paul says in Hebrews um let us lay aside the sin which so easily besets us. And I believe ultimately that is unforgiveness. And let us run with patience this race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now that word looking is different than the one he turned and looked at Peter. It's uh, uh, the more the word to stare at something as if, and you don't know what are you seeing or is that true or what? Uh, well, not maybe stare at, but gaze at, looking at. Look unto him unto. It's, it, 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 the word itself is apo is the, the prefix, as it were, and it means away from. So you look away from, guess who? Yourself. And you look unto him. He's the author and finisher of our faith, the new creature. He is the author and finisher and holds us together as a new creature that he lives in us. We're not a little God cut off to do our own thing uh, that's uh, dead in sin, as it were, and, or really. And he, though, lives in us. And he's the author and finisher of the faith that he gives us to believe in him, not only for salvation, but also for sanctification like he did, for the joy that was before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame. And I don't know how you put it, but there is some idea of, Paul said, through great persecution we enter the kingdom. And he didn't mean be saved. He meant be sanctified and become in your place that God has for you. And so, I don't know, we look unto him, not unto ourselves. 
and look diligently, Paul says in Hebrews 12, lest any of you fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitter uh, feelings spring up and trouble you, and thereby many are defiled. So follow peace with all men, holiness which, without which no man will see the Lord. So look very quickly is what it means. Least any man fail the love of God, the grace of God, the faith of the new creature, who he is in us. And I was listening to a program today hoping they would say, and they didn't, it was how we can, he will help us make ourselves better. Well, that's a good statement, but how does that work? Simply put, Paul says and would say, and I believe, you die to yourself. Like the Lord said, you crucify yourself. You die to the old nature. And he lives in us now. And and when you do away with the old, you have left him as you in you. And it is extremely possible. Uh, I used to think, no, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you, you can. Uh, if he convicts you, he did me uh, hard enough that I realized and woke up, and I still struggle oh, every day, every hour of every day. But without holiness and peace and love, no man will see the Lord. So look, see real quick, lest you fail. Look and see a root of bitter feelings spring up in your heart because he sees it just as soon, if not maybe, before you do. And sometimes I have to say it before I hear it and then say, oh, good night, what did I say? Or I see what I said, I'm sorry. And uh, I've worn those words out, I guess. But anyway, the Lord turned and looked and just think about all these things. Someday you and I will stand before him. Good, bad, joyful, not or what. Or if you've judged yourself, you won't be judged. All that. It, it, or if you haven't, you will. Uh, however you want to look at that, we will stand there and look at him in the eye. And he will look at us in our eyes. And we will be purified. I, I still believe that will be the most profound experience. Not just seeing heaven going there and this and that. I, I mean where he looks at us and we are pulled into him. And we become him as we are inheriting that by the choices we made to have fellowship with him in his love. Abide in my love. My love, joy, and peace I give unto you. Stay in it. That's what abide means. Stay there. So, I don't know. It always comes back to that. But I know someday the Lord, I will stand before him and he will look at me. And then, maybe I'll understand <laughs> The meaning, Peter say, tell me about it. When he looks at you, you know he knows every thought you've ever had or are having and how you look and feel to him. That's all important. So think about how he looks at us. He's 
really truly watching and that's not a metaphor I'm, that's he is truly watching our thoughts he knows what we think thank you for listening to the program